All right, I guess All Stars, Austin's here doing stuff. Since I'm I'm cleaning. All right, well, uh, hello everyone, and welcome to How to Survive a Breakdown. Uh, this is now going to be episode three, I think. Three. Yeah, three. Episode three of our of season one, and in this episode, we're going back to the old school before we go back to the new school. Uh, for context, we are going to be recording the week of the 17th of February's stuff just before this episode, or just after this episode, but we wanted to discuss some uh, some albums from the 90s that we wa both wanted to check out, or one of us wanted to check out and the other didn't, but had to anyway, so... It's going to be fascinating let's discussion. let's dive into what we're specifically going to be talking about so if you look at our um hold on one sec i am just getting this ready so here <laughs> on Streamlabs, uh parker can't see this but on the episode preview if you look at that beforehand you can see exactly what we're going to be looking at this week we are looking at Nirvana's every all three albums that they released. Uh, Green Days from their first album all the way through Nimrod, which is up to 1997. Uh, the Stone Temple Pilots and their album Purple. And then Muse with Showbiz, their debut album. Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about this episode. We're going to be discussing a lot of the older material that really influenced a significant, if not all, of our bands that we listen to currently in 2023 and yeah anything else you want to add parker this was i just really wanted to throw grunge in here so yeah I'm, we're gonna I'm get into specifically that <laughs> um so yeah that's all i have to say so hold on let me just turn this off so we're going to start with the first album from Nirvana since it was first on our list, which was Bleach, which I believe came out in 1989 or 90? 1989 or 1990. 1989. I've, I've, seen from, I've seen both. But, <laughs> yeah. I believe 89, if anything. Because uh, We have it in our doc as 89. It's June okay. 1st, 89. So, I'm, I'm just going to get this out of the way. Pull the cat out of the bag. Um... Musically, I respect Nirvana in every way possible. And respectfully, I appreciate how much Kurt Cobain did for the alternative rock metal scene. But I cannot, for the life of me, stand his voice in any environment. And I tried, and I tried, to be as positive as possible during every single listen. And Parker knows, because I sat there... And I kept commenting that some songs were actually okay. I don't remember what was okay because I don't remember anything about it because I don't want to remember these albums. All three of the albums, to me, suck. They're boring. They're ugh. They're gross. Uh, vocal delivery is just... I don't like it. And that's going to be the same for the Stone Temple Pilots. We'll get into that later. But for, for Nirvana specifically... Also, Smells Like Teen Spirit was meh. It wasn't the worst thing in the world that I remember it as. But the song after it, I think it was Blue, that is 50 times better than Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's still a bad song, but it's better than Smells Like Teen Spirit. 
Blue is a completely separate album from Smells Like Teen Spirit, but okay. No, the song. Oh, the song Blue. No, Blue. B-L-E-W. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Blue. Yeah, that's the, the, the that's second the song of the album, the opener right? on Bleach. Smells Like Teen Spirit is on Nevermind. Wait, hold on. What was the song after it then? Oh, was it that? Okay, well, anyway. In Bloom is, in Bloom is the song after Smells Like Teen Spirit on Nevermind. Was Never it In Mind. Bloom that I thought was better? I think it was. Okay, anyway. It Smells is. Like Teen Spirit right. has... There's other songs from Nirvana that are so much better, even though Smells Like Teen Spirit is the best one and the most popular. So, anyway, I despise this album. It is... It's better than their third album, but not by much. <laughs> I completely disagree with about everything that you said <laughs> yep i knew you would because this is one of those polar opposite moments when we are going to be full polar opposite i have not liked nirvana since i was a kid i never have and parker has loved them since he was a kid probably no i actually only listened to their stuff i really only gave their stuff a good listen like when i brought it up to you oh, okay but within the last couple of months like... gotcha so you're a fake fan i see uh, no, it's just me that I don't have the nostalgia factor of <laughs> yeah, know, having know. grown up with it, and I think it's genuinely good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the Bleach, definitely for me, um, since we're going we're gonna to keep, we're, we'll talk about that one first specific. I guess are we just grouping all of them together? Are we just talking Bleach specifically, and we'll get to the other ones Let's later? Let's do Bleach, and then we'll talk the other Nirvana ones, and then we'll go to yeah. Green Day. Okay. Actually, um, Nirvana, Sun Temple Pilots, Green Day. Okay, yeah, just keep with the grunge. Yeah, <laughs> um, Bleach definitely to me is like okay, it's definitely their first album. Um, it's kind of I won't say rough around the edges because it's definitely <laughs> it's it's kind of supposed to be, but um, I mean it definitely feels it definitely it it, it laid the bound the the foundation for what their next project would be and i think it does just fine at that like the a lot of their sound carries over to their other albums and i think this is a, a pretty good early example of of what their work is um like we were talking about before blue um is one uh, is probably my second favorite on the record um just like it, it's it's i find it quite catchy um just the 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 instrumentals throughout this whole album as well i think that while they're rough they sound great mm -hmm. um <coughs> oh i cut. actually did heart a few songs Ooh. okay blue was one of them sorry to interrupt yeah. you uh paper cuts was another and then scoff and swap meat and that's it Glad to hear that we have similar taste on what songs are good on this album because so, I really, I really like Paper Cuts and I really like Swap Meat. <laughs> I don't remember them at all, but those are the out of all of Nirvana's material, those are the only four songs I liked. So they, they actually, I should probably put this album at a four point one. If I uh, never mind is at a four point one, and just should lower the other one down. So. Yeah, let me do that really quick. You keep talking. But any, yeah, anyways, um to move over to paper cut. Um just the 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 main thing I really like about this is I mean, Kurt Cobain's vocals 
throughout this whole project i really enjoy just kind of it's where it's not so much even i don't know if i'd even call it technically good like good, or good from a technical standpoint but it's just the way he uses it and the the yeah just how just how he uses his voice is is great um and that goes throughout all the, the all their projects but i think it, it's it's definitely it's definitely is still in place here um paper cuts what i really like is um it's kind of like this pulsating i guess like baseline throughout the whole song that i think just sets a, a really good groove to it um definitely makes for one of the highlights on here for me like we talked about before also swap meet um this is kind of a this is just kind of a fun song um from our from what i remember um makes for one of the favorites on here i i do need to give this another listen um I know everybody likes about a, a lot of people like about a girl. I wasn't huge on it. I do think it has the potential to grow on me. What song is it? About a girl about is a girl. Yeah. I I actually think that was like one of my least favorites if I remember correctly. Yeah. I I've honestly from my mom, I heard that she she really liked the um their MTV unplugged live version of it. Like okay. the acoustic. Um which I do want to throw that that live album in here, uh, but um, more Nirvana, <laughs> more Nirvana. Um, it's not just all their own solo material though; they do like covers and shit too. It's mm -hmm. good. Um, but anyways, yeah, this is a good. This is a very good starting album. Like for for their first project, I enjoyed this. So, all right. So I need you to do something for me. Yes. You got to repeat this after me, okay? I don't know if I want to repeat whatever you're going to say. You need to next. repeat after me. Ready? Mm -hmm. Smells. Smells. Like. Like. Teen Spirit. Teen Spirit. Is a bad track. Is a fucking incredible track and is one of their best songs. All right. So fuck you <laughs> and everything you stand for. You are completely wrong. It is horrible. Mm -hmm. It is whiny. It is just horrendously made. There is nothing interesting lyrically or... The only thing that's interesting is the first five seconds with the guitar. Whatever that is, and then after that, it just sucks. I feel like you are just objectively wrong on uh, this. No. No. Mm. I will stand my fucking ground for this one mm. for the rest of my life. Until the day I die, I will never say I like this song. If I uh, ever okay. do, someone can come and kill me. I will... I'll kill you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so um, which concert am i dying at <laughs> uh well let's see fit for the king would probably fit for a king would probably be easiest just because i could Ooh. be like oh he was he was in the pit and he he got i mean hey there were some heavy songs he right in a row like, oh, oh no i don't know what happened <laughs> officer um, and you know it can be like oh it was just a, tra a horrible tragic mosh pit accident <laughs> yeah um uh, honestly i can't god it's like it's 49 minutes and i mean respectfully that's a fine amount of time for any album i don't mind that ever mm -hmm. but i i just can't figure out why people like smells like teen spirit i just can't i i musically i can't understand why and that's the problem with me is that or the problem with like being trying to figure out nirvana at all because I can't musically understand why you like this. Even lyrically, I'm reading it. I'm like, what the 
fuck is going on here? I don't understand this. And it's like half realistic and half mixed in metaphors. And I'm like, what? <clears throat> what, what is going on? Well, it's not. It, it smells like Teen Spirit, especially is a song that's not really supposed to make much sense lyrically. And that's kind okay. of its point, which is which if that doesn't work for you, then the, yeah, it's just like, it's yeah, not it's, gonna, it's just that's not exactly work, the but. issue. Like respectfully, I can understand that this band is popular and that people like it. It just does absolutely nothing for me. And honestly, I'd rather listen to Big Thief. That's impressive. That's impressive. I would Actually, rather listen mm. to Nirvana over Soul Glow. But mm. Big Thief, I'll take Big Thief. It'll take me the big just, just because it, it probably is very nice in the backgrounds. It, like yeah, when I'm not that, fully that paying attention to it, but for an 80 minute album to try and focus on that while at work, that is so hard to do. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, on on smells like Teen Spirit and also the entirety of Nirvana, um, you are just wrong. Um, <laughs> so. The, this... this is how a podcast ends after um, three episodes. Yeah, three episodes. Yeah, something like that. No, I, I, we'll put it. Yeah, we'll put out this third one, and then we'll. we'll the next the next later. episode may not come out. So yeah, we said we were going to record two tonight. It's not going to happen. Uh, the so, I mean, obviously, never mind. It it's considered a classic for a reason. This thing is so good. Um, I think it's one of my highest rated albums of like my entire. Of our entire list of every album we've done, I'll look. Um, hmm? I'll it look is. real I, quick. Yeah. Um. I think that you know, there's a reason that this thing is as popular as it is, and it it yes, it is. To me, it is it combines so well. It's just like these almost like really hooky, like choruses and and guitar lines and. You know the the drumming is great on this. This is the first album with David Grohl on it. He sounds great on here. Um, just everything about this comes together in such a way that you know make, makes this a, a classic. Even thirty years out, out from when it, you know, thirty two years out from when it first released. Like smells like Teen Spirit in bloom. Come as you are. You know, basically the all the first six songs are all incredible. Um, Territorial Pissings, it kind of drops off for me, but even that's not a bad track. I love um, Drain You. is great. Um, you know, I'm not going to... The, the, what I will say is that the lyrics are kind of, you know, like you said, kind of nonsensical at points. And well, it, it, it doesn't even... It doesn't really deter me from, like, singing along with them, humming along with them. Like, it, it's... I don't, I don't even know. It's just great. Um, I, I will. I will favorite. give you this. Nonsensical, stupid, funny lyrics are just sometimes so catchy or fun and enjoyable that they really are just. This is such a stupid line that I want to keep singing it over and over again. I think of um, Electric Callboy for a lot of their yeah. lines that, like, I mean, choo 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 constantly, um. Like, that's such a stupid breakdown inclusion line. It's like, this fits so perfectly, and it. I just want to keep singing it every single time. Um, I also think of, like, 
an artist like Poppy, who bury me six feet deep, cover me in concrete, please. Like that's that's such a weird and stupid line. And then you're singing it every single time it comes on, no matter what. Um, in the same song, I don't I don't like I don't like coffee. I don't like I don't like to drink tea. I, I tried to drink coffee. I tried to drink tea. Um, but nothing is as good as uh, your blood in, in my mouth. Uh, yeah. Or something like, of that similar so- sort. And it's so fucking weird. And I'm sitting there like, and such in such like a positive mood of the song. And I'm like, holy fuck, does this is actually so catchy and so bop heavy. And then you realize what they're talking about. And you're like, oh, um, do I want to think about this? But then on the flip side, it's like for the nonsense lyrics, it's like, this makes no sense. Fuck it. Let's sing along anyway, because we can't listen to anything else. Yeah, I, I will say maybe I'm not a, I'm not much of a lyricist. I'm not very good at like looking into the deeper meanings behind a lot of lyrics. I think that, you know, despite it coming off as nonsensical, I do think this. It smells like teen spirit, I think, is supposed to be nonsensical. Yeah, I think a lot of I think having, uh, you know, there's a lot more meaning behind it on other songs, um, but, I mean, regardless, it, it's it's so incredibly catchy. Even on first listen, it was like, in bloom, the chorus on that is incredible. Like I, yeah, honestly, it might be, my favorite on the, on the album, um just i can i can sing along to that all day come as you are i love the first verse the first verse is like iconic for a reason um and just kind of like the just the first six tracks are perfect basically um i really like polly polly is fascinating topically and it it's um you know also providing like a nice change of pace for the album i think and before you jump right back into territorial pissings where it just really picks up again um but yeah that's it's 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 incredible it's excellent it's one of the best albums of all time in my opinion and it's (laughs) worth its classic status you know if we ever did a like top 50 of our favorite albums list that was combined genuinely i would make this our 50th and would not fight for anything higher sorry would fight for against anything higher i would fight you on putting it higher (laughs) i'll give you 50 that's about all i'll give you (laughs) (laughs) anyway anyways we have in utero which is their album their last album before kirk uh before kirk cobain passed away um I'll be honest, I got three songs in. I was on a Nirvana listening streak, and I was so done with this, and I just messaged him, and I said, I'm fucking done. I quit. And I didn't go back to it, ever. I don't have interest in going back to this. Uh, if you put me, if you put a gun up against my head, I'll listen to it. But that's about that's it. That's about the only situation. So I will drive down and put a gun to your head. I don't have a gun. <laughs> um so yeah currently this is parker's session he gets to talk all this time because he knows more nirvana than i do oh speaking of we also have the muse album to listen to you'll, you'll get your time with that i think yeah i know so that's what i'm saying is that like yeah 
we'll have our time for he'll have his time for nirvana and stone devil pilots i'll have my time for a little bit of green day and uh muse so go ahead with <laughs> the last nirvana album that we have this is this comes very close this comes pretty close to the highs never mind hit for me i think i do need to give it more listens but i think as you know i think this is definitely a worthy successor and in this would you know this would have been a a worthy successor um to to never mind um just the abrasiveness on this thing is is fascinating and you know kind of i i was i heard the idea that you know he after this the commercial success of Nevermind, Kurt Cobain was kind of like okay we need to you know i want to write something that will it will it'll go so far against mainstream taste that you know will kind of fade into a more underground position again and then it was successful anyways as far as i know so you know the, this thing i think what it loses in some of the catchiness and um you know in it's definitely not an easy listen compared to nevermind but i think the mu so a lot of the music is just as good um if not better um so i did rate it lower but i that's mostly because i i need to spend more time with this i want to spend more time with this um what were the what were the highlights that I th was thinking of? Um, I think "Serve the Serpent," the "Serve the Servants" was a very good opening track. I think I remember. Um, was it "Dumb"? I think it was "Dumb" that I liked a lot. Um, "All Apologies" is uh, is a very very good closer, um, which is probably my favorite song on the record. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton to say on this just because I haven't spent as much time with it as I have the other two, but it's very much, it, it's, it's just excellent. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just don't think I'll ever enjoy Nirvana myself. It, I, to be honest, I actually really did try to keep this po as positive as possible. Um, when listening to it, I, re I really did keep an open ear open. I didn't just shut it off. I didn't just say fuck this I'm done until the very last album but for for the fact that I was able to at least get through two full albums of an artist that I wasn't interested in respectfully at least I got through something that wasn't at least horrendous by the first song example of so glow there <laughs> <laughs> um I still I yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to start the solo glow fight. Because <laughs> we'll start for another 20 minutes on that. Yeah. Um, start the solo so another album that we checked out is the, is Stone Temple Pilots and their album Purple. Uh, I'm just going to say my bit here. I listened to it. I don't remember anything from the first four songs of the album, even Interstate Love Song, which I know the sound of. I've heard it on the radio before. And this is after that song, I realized it does nothing for me. Grunge as a genre does nothing for me. And that's when I messaged Spark and I was like, this is doing absolutely nothing for me, unfortunately. 
it was slightly better than Nirvana, and I would rather go listen to this over that. But I have absolutely no general interest in the genre of grunge, which is hard to say because genre is with a J and grunge is with a G sound. So I'm starting to notice that. I know people were thinking, wait, where the hell is he going with this one? Um, Yeah, to be honest, it just doesn't do anything for me. I'm going to let Parker just keep talking here. He's going to have his time. Grunge and genre. (laughs) Ew. Don't do that again, please. That was a mistake. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, why the fuck Um, did you ever say that? Why did I have to say that? Why did I say that? Why did that? Why was that the first This is why English is English. Yeah. Um... For our non-English the, listeners, have fun. The um, so this one I had I had recommended to me by my mother, and she the, this this thing hits. Um, I've just been I haven't managed to go back to it really with all the other stuff I've been trying to listen to, but you know this has all the foundations. You know this is this is very similar foundations to what i liked about nirvana um obviously that being the closest comparison point most likely um i don't know if i'd say i like it in as much as certainly um never mind in in your and in utero but um i definitely would take probably take this over bleach um even just on first listen um yeah, it's just a it's just a very solid grunge record. Um, it's been a while since I've listened to it, but it, it's you know grunge as a genre is just something I'm definitely more inclined to than than Evan is. Um, and it's yeah, it's just it's something I'm I'm looking forward to going back to at a certain point. That was the quickest review we've ever done for that one. <laughs> It's been a bit since I've listened to these, so I don't yeah, have that's fair. Too, many, too much specifics. Uh, for say. context, we listened to these uh, end of January. This is like early February. End this of January, like early ago. February. I was also yeah. in the middle of transitioning classes, and it was a hectic, hectic time for me. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to jump ahead in time, and then we're going to go back to Green Day, because there's quite a bit for Green Day in general. Let's discuss Muse and their debut album, Showbiz, which came out in 1999. There's no specific date for it. It just says January 1st. So, Parker, I'm going to let you start this off because you probably have a lot more to say than I do. This is better than their modern day stuff that I've heard. (laughs) And that's a... I don't have too much to say more than that. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a Muse record. Like I, it, you know, even when they were, you know, even with this early stuff, this is their first official project, I believe. Um, this, they definitely had, had a sound picked out and they've stuck with it and I can commend them for that. Whether I liked the sound that they have stuck with, that's a different question. Um. You know, there's definitely my main issue is just I don't Matt Bellamy, Matt Bellamy, as a vocalist, just the way he sings a lot of the time I don't care for. Um, that's not you know that's not a knock against him, 
on a technical level that's just i don't like the way he sings um that's me with kurt cobain so yeah um like it's it definitely it, it's a muse record and that that's what it is <laughs> this is this is the the one other project i listened to them which is with the will of the people this is significantly better than will of the people because it did not make me want to punch a wall hmm. um you know we should no... change our one to two rating to be i want to punch a wall well um... like zero to 1.5 mm-hmm just oh, like yeah, our yeah. rating system because yeah. my one is so glow and that is i want to punch a wall nirvana yeah. has been this is terrible and i don't want to listen to it anymore but i'm listening because i have to so that that'd be like the one and a half to three <laughs> my yeah you will the people falls into my my like awful category <laughs> it's not quite the lowest of the low dog shit but it's close yeah um, so yeah no there, there's no there's no Nothing here is horrendous to me. It's all mm -hmm. very, you know, fairly inoffensive. Like I think they they're described as like space rock or whatever that whatever their their type of style is called. Like it's space very math alternative rock. I whatever it is. Yeah, that's it's, it sounds pretty good here. It's I'm more positive than negative on it. It doesn't make me want to, you know, break things like we are so... fucking so. <laughs> So for Muse Showbiz, I gave it a final ranking of 8.4. Because honestly, this is such a good debut album for a band that I've loved since I found them back in like... Oof. I think I unintentionally heard them back on the radio when... Oh, what's the song called? What's the song called? What's the song called? Um, Starlight. Starlight came on the radio with when I was in the car with my aunt. So this was 2006, 2007. I was 11, 12 years old. I loved it. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I didn't know how to look up music then. So I just said, whatever, I like this. And then I found them years later with um, Knights of Sidonia on Guitar Hero 3. I didn't fully check them out, but I enjoyed that song and other songs. But I never really dove into a lot of them then the resistance came out in 2009 and i fell in love immediately band was immediately one of my favorites i loved them i hadn't checked out a lot of their earlier work so i really was just a fake fan who loved one album um second law came out 2012 loved it drones came out uh and then i'm avoiding that for a reason um the simulacrum simulation theory whatever it is 2018 2020 that came out honestly better. And then uh, Will the People, really, really solid return. Um, but I never had checked out their earlier work till last year. I checked out Showbiz, and I really enjoyed it then. I thought it was a really incredible album. I went back to it now with a more critical eye. I did find a lot more... I did find a lot more negatives than I thought it would be, and it's mostly the second half tends to just kind of I guess bleed on and be really boring boring um honestly uno and sober are my two least favorites of this entire album the ending is fine it's not the greatest but the first half uh philip is whatever but 
Sunburn All the Way Through Unintended is such a good streak of songs. And I it really does lay the foundation for what the Muse sound actually becomes because they include symphonic elements, the alternative elements, the like very like math alternative rock sound that they have. And it also really showcases a lot of what what what's the lead singer's name? Matt Bellamy. Matt. Matt's range can actually become. And so even though I literally have my door shut, it's still not shut. But anyway, um, I, I really think that this is one of, this is a really, really nice debut album, similar to how uh, Parker was talking about with Nirvana and Bleach. This is a really nice debut album to start off, and it really showcases where their sounds originated from, while still being unique in its own right for showbiz versus um later albums which have their own identity for certain things such as like the resistance being more of a radio rock friendly like rebellion album than the alternative album that you'll you'll hear on this um i i love this album i still really enjoy it there's just a few songs that didn't stick with me as much as i thought they would but i'm still really happy with how this is a debut album so yeah <laughs> I could go on and on about Muse all day long um, and then we have a few albums just and by a few, a few I mean just a few Green Day albums one, two, three, four, five albums from Green Day five five yeah um, so Green Day is interesting because their early material is very quick and a lot of it is really a lot of the songs are really really short so let's jump into what is it called 1039 wait what's 39 smooth is the official record the 1039 smoothed out slappy hours or whatever it is oh my bad Um, it's is a combo is a compilation of like their first ep so like it's smoothed out EP. it's 39 smooth is the okay so 39 smooth i think it's it's up through um like track 10 or 11 okay anyway this first album it really is exactly what i expected from a green day early album because for me personally i had heard uh, most of the classics that uh, we're going to talk about from their early days, which are a very different sound from American Idiot, which a lot of people are very f- familiar with. Um, I feel like American Idiot and before was a very different time period than American Idiot and afterwards. Uh, I don't know if Parker agrees with me or not, but... No, I, well, I haven't listened to American Idiot yet, but I yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. From what I've heard of their, their stuff, yes. <laughs> Because I feel like American Idiot like got that like popularity rise that like every band has that one album that just is like okay this is a classic you listen to it period done. Um, right. what did you think of Thirty Nine Smooth? So, 
you know, I'm gonna. I know we're talking specifically about thirty nine smooth. I'm gonna break that rule. I mean, well, not a, it's not a rule, but I'm gonna we break that. We can just talk Green Day if we need to. I'm just gonna talk their whole. I'm just gonna talk their whole. Sure. Discography up to this point because I have very similar things to say about all of them. So I'm just gonna group it all together and actually talk wait. About I want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. Because I know, I think I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. For a debut album, this exactly identifies what Green Day is going to sound like and Mm -hmm. how they're going to structure their albums Mm -hmm. all the way until 1999. And I think this does a very solid job at doing that Mm -hmm. for the rest of the albums showcasing going after this. I just wanted to comment on that because... I, I, I gave it in the end a 7.1 because I realized this is a very nice debut album and most of the songs are still very solid in comparison to other songs on future albums that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. So, the, go ahead. Yeah, so this is a the you know, this is a Green Day record and it sets the basis for what a Green Day record will be for the next decade basically from when from the when this was released um and it's also my biggest struggle with green day is that oh my god all a lot of this sounds the same to me like throughout all yeah these that we listen to my biggest issue is that they i would not likely be able to tell you what album like if you show if you gave me a song outside of like a few specific examples you know the, like the biggest songs well from the paradise basket case basket case um there i think there were probably a couple off of a couple more off her plunk that i could that i could name um yeah. time of your life uh or uh good riddance i think is actually yep. what it's technically called um like outside of those specific instances i would not be able to tell you what what era or what album these a lot of these songs came from and you know they're all a lot of them are structured very similarly a lot of them are kind of these short like two minute like yeah so go along with that i have a good scenario with that Mm -hmm. um imagine you're going to a buffalo wild wings or a wing bar or something and you (laughs) order 20 wings okay Three of those wings have a mm-hmm. surplus amount of chicken on them. The rest are <laughs> basically the bones. Mm-hmm. That is really what it comes down to, is yeah. that you get an album with 18 songs, 15 songs, 16 songs, and they are two minutes, three minutes, one and a half minutes. Uh on insomniac it's 32 minutes 14 songs and one song on it brain stew is the only good song on it because the rest of it is just two minute songs that have the same sound all throughout it like lyrically they are the same thing repeated over and over and over again and i think that's also what you're gonna comment on too yeah there there are you know, each album has like their one or two excellent highlights, and the rest of it just kind of blends together. And I think a lot of it is just the. I'm sure there's a lot more underneath the surface that I 
I could use to differentiate a lot of these if I were to look into it. But definitely just listening to it, it's like all the guitar work sounds the same to me throughout a lot of this. Like it's kind of the this like the uh, I don't know I'm not even gonna try to to sound out what it <laughs> what it sounds like to me, but um, it's the same guitar riffs. It sounds very similar to everything else around it. Um, oh, I just thought of something. You know, the songs that I can rem- the songs that I can remember and pick out are very good. Welcome to Paradise is a great track. Um, you know, it, it's which is frustrating because it's like, you know, it yeah, you have this great song and then everything else doesn't really do much to differentiate itself. Mm-hmm. I will argue that Dookie, which has quite a few of the very popular songs, has a lot of really good songs on it that are more unique than the other albums out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, just for fun, I wanted to start listening to Dragon Force, and I I minimized my Spotify, and I have a way to like skip to the next song on my keyboard. And I had Parker look at Spotify while I guessed what the song was and what album it was and i was nearly perfect minus about three or four songs that i just didn't know outright um but i could tell you were going going probably a good six like 65 70 percent on it yeah 70 percent out of like a good like 20 songs um but it's the fact that i was able to identify what album it was from immediately or what song it was um because, like, they're, for example, Cry for Eternity. I absolutely love that song. Could listen to it 30 times in a row. It would never complain. Uh, the, the biggest thing about Green Day is that I could put on Having a Blast from uh, Dookie. And I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was their first album, second album, fifth album, or their latest stuff. Well, maybe their latest stuff. But <sighs> the, the, the complaint that we both have that I think we just agree on the first five albums blend together so much that it doesn't feel like there's anything original on it. It just feels like it's a copy-paste from the record company. And it really, really makes me annoyed because this is a band that so many people are like, oh, Green Day, such a good starting band for that rock area of the world. That radio rock or that punk rock, that emo rock that really started. And it all just blended together in the 90s these 90s were like they didn't understand how to make a different album maybe uh the lead singer i forget his name god damn it um what billy joe armstrong billy joe armstrong um maybe he wrote a hundred songs in the very beginning and just use those over five albums because that's what it feels like and it just really frustrates me that we both sat here, and for the most part, um, if we go through this, 7.1 for 39 Smooth, 6.7. Uh, Kerplunk is 5 and 7.1. Dookie is 8 and 6.4. Insomniac is 5, 5.9. And Nimrod is 6.6, 6.3. There is no album here that, it, in theory, if we were doing like a, okay, what's our favorites from the 90s? none of those would even strike close to the top 10 or top 20 list, maybe even top 30. 
at best, uh, maybe with a chance, uh, Kerplunk skims it by the skin of its teeth or something. But I highly doubt, based on 7.1, that it would actually make a list. For me, Dookie may make a list, but probably wouldn't in the end. Um, some instead of compare or instead of like uh, Nirvana, which you w- would make your top ten, maybe even your top one or two, um, or me for Muse, for example, which could easily make my top twenty, top thirty. So, what I, what I do want to say is that the base the base for all these songs, it's not like the, each song is bad. I just, you know, it it's listening to it a hundred times right it, yeah it's like i i would hesitate to call anything here bad i would also hesitate to say anything here is exceptionally good outside of a couple tracks yeah i'll go maybe 10 and, tracks uh, in total that were like i, I, I do I, I do want to talk about why kerplunk is my favorite of all of these and that's because there were there were tracks on here that i can remember distinctly being like oh that's a new riff or like that sounds different from what I've heard on 39 Smooth and Dookie. Yeah. And so, you know, while there is bits, you know, well, there is definitely obvious, there's of course bits and pieces from other, you know, from that would from 39 Smooth and that would go on to be used in their their other albums. This one feels the most in, in I guess I guess interesting. I guess would be the word mm-hmm. like it, it, it feels like it has the most going on to me personally. Um, so for me, that's dookie mm-hmm. dookie has so much going on and I really enjoy the, like the uniqueness of it and you didn't like it as much as the others, but we, we both basically just agree that insomniac is not the greatest album of in any regard. Insomniac is de- is easily the worst case of, of all these of oh this all this shit all sounds the same and I can't tell each song from one another. <laughs> the worst part is, it, like I'm not trying to make this sound bad, but we have one Green Day. There should be two. Wait, did we not include? Wait, what are you talking is about? This 2002 album Shenanigans. Did we forget that? Oh no, Shenanigans is a um I don't think it's it's like a I don't think it was a live album. Maybe it was a live album. Well, it oh. doesn't show that. It's not an official one. Oh. It's not it's um Oh no, I think it's a B-sides record. I think oh, that's what Oh, okay, that's why we're not doing it. Yeah, okay. Um Okay, but yeah, we still we have one more in our next group. So we still have to listen to more Green Day, and hopefully it's not the same as the other five albums. Um, Honestly, we probably could have thrown Warning in here, too. We easily could have. Um, Yeah. But the biggest thing, for personally for me, is that... Well, then we should have included Slipknot in here, because that's 1999. Yeah, I'm not... If we were doing the 90s... I know you you were, because I think you were like... Yes, oh. I know it's not 1999, but it feels distinct enough from the rest of this era. That the reason is is because Slipknot is the start of that new metal that Corn really introduced in the mid 90s, late 90s, and 
by the way, are you interested in corn at all? Um, I mean, I guess. Like, it, it's... This <sighs> is... Go ahead. So, I think there might be an artist that maybe will make me punch a wall more than Soul Glow will ever, or yep. n- make me hate something more than Nirvana, and I think it might become corn. You, you're not a corn guy. <laughs> I have never enjoyed corn in my life, and mm-hmm. to all the haters out there, I don't care. I, if you want to check it out, I am willing to check it out, mm-hmm. but be prepared for as maybe negativity or maybe mid-level stuff because the stuff i've heard i despise with a burning passion um but yeah slipknot really is that like new metal generation starting in 1999 and 2000s because we also get that disturbed album and the uh lincoln park album which is really that early rise of that like new metal stuff so and plus, Slipknot is a completely different conversation than Green Day, Muse, or Stone Temple Pilots, or Nirvana. Yeah, it also, yeah, it feels, it's very, a dis, very different type of thing, yeah. I think. Also, they are literally, like, my my child, and I will take care of them. <laughs> Similar to how, like, uh, Currents is Parker's child, Slipknot is yes. my child. They were the first metal band I ever truly found that I consider metal, and I've loved them since, and I will die for them. A quick, actually, quick question while I'm thinking about it. How would you say, well, how would you say it compares in terms of sound to their most recent album? <laughs> that one I've actually listened to. And I think that will very much okay. determine how much I liked it, how much I liked so, having to do with all the Slipknot stuff. Their early stuff is more chaotic. Okay. But they are the definition of a band who doesn't understand how to fully evolve their sounds. Okay. Basically, when an eight broke, don't fix it. That stance. Mm-hmm. They are that definition after All Hope is Gone, their fourth album. Okay. Their first four albums are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Personally, I have a bias towards All Hope is Gone because it came out right when I about found them and I loved it and I hold it as a special place in my heart. So, but it's not the most well received. Right. But their volume three is one of the most unique ones and honestly, one of the best ones. Their first two albums are very experimental and very odd, but <laughs> I still enjoy them and the singles I can sing along to very, very well. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I think I think you'll either enjoy it more by a good margin than their latest work or you'll despise it even more than their latest work. Okay. I don't think you'll feel about the same. Okay. Because I was mid as hell. Yeah, I know. I I was also mid as hell because it felt the, the opening track is just very um so anyway to review basically um to review what happened in this episode we've confirmed that evan does not like grunge parker loves grunge we are both okay on green day as a whole right now but until we actually get something that's worth remembering more than a few singles for an album green day is still just mid for a band 
as it currently stands. Obviously, there are many other albums that they have released, considering that we haven't gotten to Uno, Dos, and Trace, which are the unspoken don't-talk-about-them records of Green Day. Spoken trilogy. Um, for context, my mother loves Green Day and has seen them a good five-plus times. Um, her record, I believe, is Bruce Springsteen with 10 to 15 times, if I remember correctly. Um, she loves Green Day. She loves their early work, well, some of their early work, and loves American Idiot, 21st Century Breakdown. Um, she, she just loves seeing them live, too. Plus, honestly, they are amazing live. I, I will say, they are really incredible. I saw them live once, and I loved it. Um, and when she told she talked to me about the albums, and I was saying that a lot of their early work sounds generally the same, and she was like, yeah, that's what I had heard as well. Um, and I'm like, okay, I am not alone in this. We're I'm not, not going insane. Crazy. And Let's when go. I told her, I said, we'll eventually get to the Uno Dos Tres. She's like, oh, I did not like those. And I was like, I hadn't even listened to those. And the fact that it's 36 songs released within one calendar year is within four absolute. months. Sorry, not even four a months. Calendar year. Four months. That is incredible considering that 21st Century Breakdown uh, was 2009. And that is saying something about them. So anyway, we had a lot of polar opposites in the episode, but we also respectfully listened to bands that we may not have gone out and ventured to on our own or bands that we weren't fully interested in or interested in and just hadn't gotten to yet. And this is what these episodes are about, is that we do really review a lot of stuff that may not be on our radar right away, but we're trying to say, hey, go check this out. Or both of us got recommended and said, okay, fuck it, we got to check this out. There are a few I want to add to the early 2000s, uh, one of them being Kill Switch Engage, because I still want to do that. I haven't done that yet. But anyway, that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, Parker, you're doing the outro because I don't feel like fucking doing it. I'm doing the fucking outro. How do I outro this shit? I don't know. Um, we'll figure, figure it out. Fuck I'll, out. I'll, yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, go follow us on all the socials. Go, we have Twitter, YouTube. Obviously, we're on here. I, I keep saying we're on here. That doesn't make any sense. We're on Spotify. Spotify. Anyway, we're on Spotify. Find us at wherever you listen to any of your any podcasts. Um, yeah, have a great rest of your night or day or whatever time of day it is for you. I don't know. But have a good one. <laughs> Goodbye.